Hey there, this is Pastor Terry. Welcome back to the Grace for a Journey podcast. So glad that you are with us. We are in Matthew 16, and Jesus is laying it out clear in some of the things he says. Actually, one of the things he says in this particular passage is not popular. It is not met with open arms and an open mind. So let's read it, and then let's talk about it. Now, this is Matthew 16, beginning in verse 21. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem, and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed. Now on the third day, be raised. Now Peter took him aside, began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Okay, now check this. Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. So let's break this down. From the very beginning, Jesus is about the truth. He is the incarnation of all truth and all grace. Over in John chapter 1, where obviously we'll get to that at some point, it says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the word full of grace and truth. So Jesus is both. So from the very beginning, he was speaking the truth. So right here, because he is the truth. So right here, the first thing we see is that the truth is clear. It's been clear from Jesus's birth, and it's clear in this context with how he communicated. Look at how he communicated. From that time, from the time that Peter declared, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, and Jesus said, you're right, Peter. And upon that statement of reality and truth, the church is going to be built. That's what it meant. He said, from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and from the chief priests and scribes. He would be killed and on the third day be raised from the dead. It was clear that Jesus had to die to redeem the world of their sins. Now, when people hear that today, they push back for a couple of reasons. One, if they are so bad that they need a savior, then when they look in the mirror, they have to know there's something incomplete or missing in their life. And people don't like to do that. People just don't want to think that there's something missing within them and there's something that they don't have, right, that they need to make everything right in the world, particularly here in America. I mean, we have people that listen all over the world. And I don't know about different cultures, perhaps, but in this one, people want to be in charge of everything. And so saying you're not sufficient within yourself to redeem yourself is offensive to some people. Well, the truth is clear that we are not sufficient to redeem ourselves. We need a Savior. Now, the second reason why people push it aside is maybe they haven't heard the gospel or they've heard just bits and pieces and they can't put it all together. Well, Jesus made it really clear from this point on, the Bible says that I have to go, I have to suffer, I have to die, and I have to resurrect or the mission isn't complete. Now, you might be listening and you may be one of the people who've heard the gospel a little bit, but not a lot, and you don't know the clear picture of salvation. Okay, well, here it is. We are born sinners, separated from God because of our sin. Now, that doesn't mean you're as bad as you can be. It doesn't mean you're a bad neighbor or a bad citizen. But it does mean you're separated from God because of sin. And you need that sin problem fixed. And no matter how hard you try, no matter what you do, you can't fix it. It takes Christ to fix that problem. So in this text right here, Jesus said, I'm going to fix the problem. And here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to Jerusalem. 
I'm going to submit myself to suffering and even to the point of death on the cross. But on the third day, I'm going to resurrect from the grave. And if you will place your faith and trust in me alone, repent and turn from your sin, trust me as Savior, you will be forever changed and heaven will be your forever home. The truth is clear. Now, the second thing we see in this text is that, um, well, the truth is hard. It's hard to know someone you love is going to suffer. I remember when my mom was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Bad day. It was horrible. It was terrible. Because I knew that over the next five, seven years, however long she would live, and we got about seven with her, and we're very thankful, that there would come a time of great suffering. You just don't want to hear that, do you? I have three kids, and when my kids suffer for whatever reason, be it socially, be it academically, be it in their health, uh, be it in situations, even if they created the situations, you don't like to see the people you love suffer. The truth is hard. Jesus had to suffer. The truth is hard. You can't redeem yourself. You have to have a Savior. You can't be religiously perfect enough to merit the favor of God to get into heaven. You have to know Christ in Him alone. The truth is hard. Then third thing here is the truth is more important than what we feel and what we want. Remember, because Jesus comes to the point where Peter says, no, Lord, we don't want that to happen. He says, get behind me, Satan. He said, you are a hindrance to me. Now, let me push the pause button. If you come from the from the framework and from the religious background that you think that Peter is the foundation of the church, just in a matter of a few days, Peter, if you believe that, Peter went from being the rock to being a stumbling block for the gospel. <laughs> it, Peter is not the foundation of the church. He is an apostle and should be respected for that. But Christ alone is the foundation of the church. Because right here, Jesus says, Peter, get behind. You, you are Satan. You are in league with the devil. Then he said, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Here's the deal. The kingdom of God is more important than the kingdom of man. Eternity is more important than modernity. Man, when we trust the Lord and we focus on Him, He changes our lives and we begin to see life from a different perspective. The new car isn't nearly as important as a changed life. The new house isn't nearly as important as the new retreat center for people to go and recover and find Christ and to be set free. We change our perspective and we change our life because Jesus now lives within us. Trust God, embrace Him, and you'll find unbelievable grace for your journey from this day forward, I promise. Let me pray for you. Father, we love you so much. Thank you for today. And now, Lord, I pray we love you more than anything in life, and we follow you with reckless abandon and passion. Thank you for this, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, we'll see you again next time.